Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, so uh, multiple reports that the Oilers have indeed signed defenseman Jason Garrison to a one-year contract worth $650,000. Nothing uh, official from the team yet, but I'm sure that'll come out in a while. Uh, I haven't seen any reports on Alex Chase on the other PTO player, but I would think he's a good bet to be signed as well. Reed Wilkins sitting in for Bob Stoffer on Oilers Now. Just heard from Bob enjoying some of the culture in Cologne, Germany. Every Tuesday on Oilers Now, it is Mark Spector, courtesy Horse Racing Alberta, featuring live standard bred racing at Northlands Park every Friday evening and Saturday afternoon. Mark Spector with Sportsnet. Good to see you, buddy. How are you, Reed? I'm doing great. It's always great to uh, enjoy a talk show experience with you. You don't get to do it that often. <laughs> yeah, you're right Bob that. has monopolized your time. Uh, <laughs> but uh, great. Thanks for coming in. We have a lot to cover here. Yeah. We'll start with uh, Garrison uh, getting the deal here, and uh, look, Yerbeck was traded yesterday. This, that was supposed to be his spot. Yep. And he didn't. He didn't grab it. And Garrison. Uh, I don't know if Garrison grabbed it by the throat, but he grabbed it just hard enough, harder than <laughs> harder than Yerbeck, I guess. It was a bit of an elimination process, wasn't it? Uh, you know, don't forget Kevin Gravel that was signed uh, that with an intention to be a you know quite possibly a sixth seventh guy, and he went down quite early in camp. Uh, I was surprised at that. Uh, Yarabik just doesn't perform here. Uh, I'm not convinced that he can play in the league, frankly, the way he played here, unless he gets a lot better in the next month. Uh, and then it comes down, Reed, to you can't have a, a seven-man defense with both Ethan Bear and Evan Bouchard being six and seven. Uh, that's just too much youth at this time. So I think Garrison, he was okay. I don't think he was great. But he was the last man standing. How about that? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a fair way to put it. Uh, nothing wrong with adding experience, especially nope. in a depth role. But, I mean, look, there's still a question mark hanging over Garrison because last year, now, he wound up on a team that was way better than <laughs> and way deeper than anybody yep. thought they might be. No doubt. He, he only played eight games for the Vegas Golden Knights. I think his last one was early early February. He came up for a stint late January, early February. So, you know, he's got something to prove. It, McClellan did say they looked at a lot of the chances against in the preseason, and Garrison wasn't involved in a lot of the grade-A chances against. So 
quieter game. You know, he yep. can, he can shoot the puck okay. And yeah, maybe if Barry Bouchard is the is the other guy. I'm not saying Garrison has played all 82. I'm not saying the Oilers are done with their D, but for for now, uh, he's going to get that spot, and he'll they'll need him if Chris Russell isn't healthy enough to go on Saturday. Well, McClellan's hopefully he and Larson will be back. That's it. So listen, Garrison's at the near the end of his career. He's 33 years old. Yep. Is he at the end of his career? Are there a couple good years left? You know, is there all veteran defensemen go out, not all, but lots, go out at the end as the six, seven guy and they get a couple more years in and and they bring a lot to the table, particularly if you're going to bring in a Bouchard and uh, and a Bear, you know, having a veteran guy around that never hurts. But now we'll, we're going to find out, you know, is, is Garrison again, is he... Is he near the end or is he at the end? At 33, he's one of those things for sure. It's, you know, the the NHL and the American Hockey League and, and, and Europe. I mean, we're going to see Ryan Jones and Corey Potter and Steve Pinizzato tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, there's the, there's the star players and then there are the guys who aren't stars, but they have their role and they do one or two things really well and they don't stink at anything. And then they get to play in the NHL for a long time. Oh. And then there are the Yerbecks, the Abergs, and the Raddies. Let's group, let's kind of throw those guys into okay. the same basket for a while. The Oilers get Aberg, and okay, he can skate. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. He gets the shot. Let's let's see if he's quick. For a guy who's supposed to be really fast, he never looked that fast to me. And nope. in this preseason, it was one thing he didn't forecheck that, that great. He got guys just pedaled around him defensively a couple times this year. Like, well, if, you, if you're supposed to be fast, you got to move your feet in one end of the ice. Uh, Yerbeck was supposed to move the puck, and you know we talked to guys out of Washington who said, no, he can move the puck. And I'm like, okay, he's a question mark, but let's give him the chance to move the puck. Yeah. And he didn't. And then well, he the moved other, it quite well to the other team. He moved it to the, the other team, or some somebody <laughs> tweeted me back. Fifty fifty all the time. Texted me, him. said he was good at moving it for an icing, but yeah. I mean, he, he and he didn't defend that great. And then the other end uh, of the spectrum, and, and unfortunately, most of the guys in the basket I'm looking into don't work out. But then you get the Raddies, and we'll still see with him. But who at least something either clicks mentally or physically, or they get great right. line mates, and 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 they make it work. And that's. That's kind of the fun part. Most most of those stories, unfortunately, end in a little bit of disappointment. But yeah. there's the odd one that that you know really gets a spotlight on. Yeah. By the time you hit your mid twenties, you know you generally are what you are, right? Right. If you're not an NHL regular by 24, you're probably never going to be one. The odd guy, you know, the odd guy is doing what Ty Raddy's doing at 25. He's got 49 NHL games in. Uh, he shows up. Boom! He gets a chance on the first line. He makes he, he gives the coach no reason to take him out of that spot yet, you know. To this point, I shouldn't say yet. Uh, and maybe he hangs on to it all year, and he becomes a player, and he gets 82 in this year, and and establishes and learns a few things that he never learned before, and can impress this coach more than he impressed the last it, coach. It happens, but generally speaking, if you're not playing. You know, if you're not, if you're 25 and you're not playing, uh, or you know, you are who you are. We know what Yerbuck is. He may go to St. Louis, get some time, play a few games. Sure, Auberg, You know, I, I think. Listen, the Nashville Predators aren't in the business of giving up on players who can play. Right. Right. You know, when you get a player from Nashville, the way Edmonton got Aberg from Nashville, the first thing I think is, well. 
you know, Paul Fenton and Dave Poyle, they know players. Yeah. Like, they better than everybody. So if they didn't want Aberg, it doesn't really surprise me in the end that Edmonton didn't want Aberg either. And, and, and Garrison I put in a different basket simply because... He has about 500 games or whatever it is oh, under, under, totally under his message. belt. But like, but Veteran like you, guy, you said, around, is he, is he at himself. the end? Is he is he is he near the end? Yeah. Is it going to work better for him in Edmonton than than it would have in Vegas? Right. All that Let's ho- see. hovers over him. Let's see. And, <laughs> and again, he probably isn't a guy they're thinking is going to play 82 games. But no, if, he by can, no means. if he can give you. I don't know. Pick a number. 40. 50, sure. I mean, officially. it's all about depth. Who gets hurt? Right? Oh, right. How many? How long? You know, does Larson and and Russell come into the season nicked up? Does that impinge on their ability to play seventy five games each? I don't know. You know, that's why you have a guy at Garrison around. Uh, with Chris Russell, I, I can tell you this, Beck. I was at the practice last, yeah, Wednesday, because then he didn't play Thursday. Didn't play against Saturday. You know, they were they were doing some some drills, and I, I didn't quite see the the collision I kind of was mm-hmm. watching another part of the drill but he and Strom went into the corner and you know guys guys bump there's still a little body contact in practice it was more of a, a collision than yeah. they're trying to hit each other and Russell kind of came out of it looking a little uncomfortable that appeared to be the moment where something happened uh, he fin- he finished the practice uh you know he didn't Look overly uncomfortable, but if guys stay on the ice, yeah. they, they they usually suck it up and finish. So that's uh, that's a bit of a question mark there. So I guess with him, we see more towards Saturday. Larson, it sounds like the back stiffened up on Saturday. Long plane ride. Let's just let him rest and and not play tomorrow. Yeah, let's hopefully hope. he's ready for Saturday. Sure. Listen, the one thing I know about both those two guys, and in fact, if we started a list on the Edmonton Oilers, they may be at the top of this list. If those guys say they're hurt, it's because they're hurt. Right. right, Chris Russell has a pain threshold higher than most. Adam Larson is a very, very tough, strong, play hurt guy. So uh, you know if they're hurt, if they say they're hurt, you won't get any doubt from this side. So what do you think? I mean, tomorrow, Clefbaum maybe with Bouchard, Nurse and Benning stay together. Garrison and Bear. If if one of those, let, let's hypothetically say, Russell can't start the season. Do you start Bouchard for his NHL debut on Saturday, or do you go? Well, Bear was here last year. He, you know, met his challenges in the off season with fitness. Appears to be a little better defensively. Which way do you lean? I lean. Uh, you know, it's not as much how I lean. I'll tell you how Todd McClellan leans, in my opinion. Okay. He's uh, he is all about goals against this year. How did they make the playoffs and have such a great season two years ago? They kept the puck out of their net. Yep. Two, I think they cut off, If you know, what did they cut off? 65 goals or something for the year before. How did they fail last year? Puck was in the net all night long, every night. So to me, it's not about who's better offensively. It's about who's going who's gonna to succeed defensively. I think Bears ahead of Bouchard right now. Uh, important to, you know, it's always important to win. But this thing going on in Edmonton here, they sure would love to come back to Boston at 1-0. Uh, so in my opinion, it will be Bear because of my opinion, Bear is ahead of Bouchard defensively. All right, Mark Spector from Sportsnet in studio. We'll, uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, hockey in Europe. You had a few experiences covering uh, mm-hmm. international events. That'll be fun to get into. I'm sure we'll touch on the Eskimos at some point as well. You can text 636-30, the open line. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And courtesy River Cree Resort and Casino, 780-496-0063. Read in for Bob on Oilers Now. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in this afternoon. Along with Mark Spector, I'm Reed Wilkins. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. I'll be sitting in for Bob this week as he enjoys hockey and life in Germany and then Sweden. Tomorrow, breakfast with the Oilers on 6.30, Ched. Uh, so Bruce will have uh, the morning show. Uh, I'll jump in at uh, 7. Rob Brown's uh, coming in. Uh, Going to hook up with Scott Langkow, former NHL goaltender who played several yeah. years in Germany. So that'll be fun to talk to him. And okay. the play-by-play will start at 8. Spec, I am a bit of a freak, in case people didn't know that. I have okay. never been to Europe. Really? Isn't that awful? You should try one time. I should try. I should try one yeah, time. Yeah, it's lots of fun you things to do over or there. Something? Yeah, oh no, it's awesome. What? Uh, now you've covered somewhat worlds, Olympics. What have yeah, you done before? I, one of the best gigs in my entire career was in 0405 when there was that was the year. There's no season, right? 0405. The, uh, yes, that yes. was the year. Yeah. No season. So they put on the World Championships in Innsbruck, Austria. And all the Canadian media hockey writers, we all go over there because it's the only hockey, and it's a great team. It was like a you know, an Olympic team of guys that played uh, and covered the world championships over there, which of course they won, but it was absolutely a blast. Had such a great time. Go to Austria, watch hockey there. Uh, I was at the Tour and Olympics, got a chance to see uh, Canada get smoked out by, um, they lost to the Swiss, yeah, they lost the to the Czechs. Like two other five games. They were terrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, went over with the Kings and Ducks to a couple games at O2 Arena in London, which was kind of neat. The coolest thing about Europe, uh, Reed, is... Because it's a secondary sport in Europe, of course, behind soccer, football, uh, it's this niche thing, and all people come from all around. So let's say the the games I went to in London, you walk the concourse, and there's a guy walks past you in you know a, a Hungary Bearcats jersey, and right. another guy with a Sofia Eagles jersey, and some other guy with a you know the Manchester Steelers or whatever they're called, a couple yeah. of English teams. Right. The uniforms and the people, they all come together because I know it's a hockey place, you know? And it's just a really cool uh, community of people who don't love the A sport, which is soccer, but they love the B or C or D sport, which is hockey. Well, and that's the interesting thing about hockey. As much as it's it's uh, basically you know a religion in Canada or whatever term yeah. you want to use... It's not there. Uh, we're... Kind of well, we are the outliers, not kind of the outliers. We're the I mean, outliers. Even, even you talk to a lot of Finns and Swedes, where hockey's pretty yeah, high up, pretty there. big there. Depends on maybe where they they live, but a lot of them will say, "Well, still soccer." Sure. Or, you know, Sweden's has its share of good golfers and tennis well, players. The Finns have F one. That's huge. Well, there. yeah, good point. Good. Well, right. yeah, that's another point yeah. too. How big uh, Formula One is in in most of Europe as well, mm. and then you know, in Russia again, you know, massive country, maybe regional too, depending on on what part of the country you're from. But yeah, that's that's the thing. You talk to these. Uh, fans in Europe and a lot of the players who went over to Europe in 04, 05 mm-hmm. 
to play a few games or in the half lockout season yeah. in 12 13. Uh, you know, speaking of Scott Hartnell, who retired yesterday, yes, you know, he's, he's from Lloyd, so I used to work out there and talk to him quite a bit. And he went, uh, I believe, to Norway, and his okay. hockey his hockey team was a club, right? So they have the soccer team, and he said handball was really big. The, the handball, the handball, the yeah. handball yeah. team was really big, but you're part of a whole club where, I mean, the, I guess the way to compare it would be, if in Edmonton it would be like the Oilers, Eskimos, and uh, Prospects, and... Uh, you know the Edmonton Stingers, the new basketball team, all kind of shared a big facility, right? And, and they, they all were called one name, and sure. you, you had hockey club Oilers and FC Oilers was the football, uh, right? Whatever. I mean that's how it was in Russia in the old days with Moscow Dynamo and and Red Army, and they were all big clubs. They mm-hmm. had soccer teams, they had hockey teams, they had basketball teams, right? <clears throat> so it's a totally different culture. And they do hockey differently. I mean, first of all, the ice is bigger. We all know that. Yep. But they just put the game on differently, and they, they celebrate it differently, and they play it differently. And we're so used to being our, in our little mouse hole here. <laughs> we watch our hockey, and to be honest, a game in Edmonton, I've been to all the rinks, a game in Edmonton isn't a whole lot different than a game in Toronto or a game in Ottawa or Vancouver. You know, they're all other than a few little things around the edges. They're pretty sure. much the same. But a place I've always wanted to go uh, and uh, still on my bucket list is the Spengler Cup. They say the Spengler Cup in Switzerland is just an absolute departure from hockey as we know it. The way they party, the way they stand, the way right. they cheer. Uh, uh, to me, a trip to Switzerland over New Year's would be an absolute blast taking a couple games in Switzerland. In well, I'll see if we can get you sent over there. Davos. Were the, uh, <laughs> that's yes. right. Were the... Uh, I mean, how do Europeans, is it like, oh, you cover Canadian hockey? Is it, is it kind of like, not deferential, but kind of like, okay, you're, you know, the Canadian players, the guys covering the Canadian team, the Canadian coaches, do they do they revere the Canadians? How would you describe uh, it? I wouldn't say, I don't know if that, that's quite the right word. You know, for instance, I was lucky enough to cover a couple games in, uh, a game in Riga, Latvia once, and... How would I say? You know, it's like this, Reed. All their best players come to Canada, right? So it, it, is just, it, it is just known, it is accepted, right? Not to Canada, to the NHL, North America, I should say. It's accepted that our hockey is the best hockey in terms of, you know, the best Swedes come here. The right. best Finns, the best Russians, the best Czechs, Slovaks, you name them. Leon Dreisaitl doesn't play for Cologne, he plays for the Oilers. So uh, people over there, the same way... You know, we watch. Um, you know, we watch a, a soccer player go over to well, Europe. Alfonso Davies. Alfonso he's, Davies. He's not going to play MLS. He's going to go to Europe. Absolutely, except yeah. the fact that if he was going to be great, it wasn't going to be here. It was going to be in Europe. I right. get that. They're the same with hockey. We win in hockey. They win in most of the other things. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> uh, Mark Spector in studio for our friends at Horse Racing Alberta. Stoffer and Speck every Tuesday, courtesy Horse Racing Alberta and the 7,000 men and women that work in the Alberta horse racing industry. Well, I think this is going to be a fun game to watch tomorrow. You know, I'm curious to see um, the, the the crowd reaction. I mean, you got to think yeah, they they will want the home team to do as well as possible. You but you got to think they'll want the hometown boy Leon Dreisaitl to to stand out oh, a little bit. So, sure. If it means scoring, and you know that hey, they get to see McDavid as a bonus. And yesterday's game. I mean, obviously, Heeshear from Switzerland. You put him in yeah. uh, in front of the Swiss crowd in uh, against Bern. That game went to overtime. Yes. Uh, Taylor Hall gets the game winner for the Devils. And now, a nice snipe it was. Now, again, 
you know, still exhibition. So we take everything in that context. And the Swiss League would be, I mean, there's so many leagues <laughs> in Europe and people kind of rank them all KHL, right. Sweden, sure. then probably Switzerland, and then of course. Germany, another one or two down. Is that the impression yeah, you get? I would think so, sure. Uh, the Finn, you know, the problem is the KHL is throwing a few things off. Like Jokerit used to be the best team in Finland. Now it's in the K. True, yeah. You know. Um, Bratislava, I think, is still in the K, are they not? Uh, in Slovakia. So, I think so, yeah. You know, that's kind of throwing a few things off, but I think that's generally. The K is considered the best league, uh, no question. I would think Sweden would be second. And then after that, it's a, you know, well, let's talk about who's third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. But All right, Mark Spector from Sportsnet is in studio. We're going to keep rolling until 1.30. Uh, a lot to come as well. Bob sat down with Peter Dreisaitl, the coach of the Cologne Sharks. That'll be interesting to hear him. And we'll touch base with Brad Lauer. How about the Edmonton Oil Kings? 5-0 and to start the season. Home game against the Saskatoon Blades tomorrow, 7 o'clock at Rogers Place. Oilkings.ca for ticket info. And then they hit the road for a long one heading west. Brad will tell us how that's going to shape up. All ahead on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.